to this week's episode of Dump Dump Die, an all-female, all-awesome D&D 5th edition homebrew podcast and interactive Twitch stream set in my homebrew world of Kalandos on the continent of Astra, mine being me, being Carla, the GM. Around the table, I have my most amazing players who are going to introduce themselves. Hi, yeah. everyone. Yeah. I am Nina. I play Andromach, the changeling druid, and these ladies are just shy tonight. That's okay. I am Nelly. I play Kira Nightingale, the half-elf sorcerer. And I am Wednesday, and I play Aloran Skyvale, the Azomar paladin. But importantly, we need to do a full-blown party because Playcrafter oh, wow. has subscribed for an entire year. He's like day one. Day one! <laughs> Thank you for being a day one. This came with the soundtrack. You didn't know what's gonna happen, and you probably wish hadn't, but here it is. Happy subscription birthday! Everyone in chat is saying Playcrofter said they sub with regret, and Game and Teddy is I feel your pain, and then Gary is just putting crying emojis. <laughs> North Star writes, Andromach is the sussest of sus. Kira yes. is the maybe wooer of comrades, and Alaren is the helper to heaven. You guys are distracting. Thank you for subbing. Back to the serious story at hand, where there's crab dads and geese. Stepdads. Step crab stepdads. Crab stepdads for you. And very serious mergers, but, you know, people are worried about a goose. As you should be. So... Where we are is our changeling, Andromach, decided to take someone who was already extremely stressed and perplexed, who thought they might have been kidnapped slash forced to go somewhere. They didn't know that someone knows who the murderer of their beloved husband is. And then they saw the splitting image of themselves and fainted. Alaren feels betrayed and lied to and like everyone is a liar. And he lifted the woman and laid her down in the living room which she very blatantly did not want to go into previously Kira is trying to help the situation and not let Zetu be in the living room and Andromach is moved to the living room because she felt a feeling of goosiness from the kitchen window we can't leave her here please Lauren can we just let's take her somewhere else where are we supposed to take her it is not it is not right to enter a lady's bedroom without her permission. And yet, now you would like me to lay her elsewhere. The only other place where she could possibly lay down, other than on the chalange, is in a bed. But we could... Why did you rush to the bed? We could have gone back to the kitchen. We could have gone to the foyer. We didn't have to Who lays people down in the kitchen or the foyer? What kind of savage are you? The sa- And you're a savage who wants to... Bring on trauma where her husband was killed? You are the savage here. You're the bad guy in this situation. Please acknowledge that, okay? But Lauren, we, we, we can't stress her out even more than some people have. And I'm kind of like pointing towards Andermach without saying anything. Look, look, look. Why don't we just take a pillow and you can lay her down in the kitchen where she wanted to talk originally on like a table and we'll just put her on the pillow. I'm going to grab a pillow. Let's go. A lady would not be comfortable lying on a table. A lady well, I would think it would be more comfortable than lying on the floor. Also what she said. Please, He's Lord, going to sigh very heavily that. and keep looking at these people. That he, he still, now, once again, he trusts neither of them. He's trying to help this poor passed out woman. And now he's being told he can't even lie her down in a comfortable place. He needs to put her on her kitchen table. 
Adamok is just going to go like, oh, for heaven's sakes. Well, Alarn very oh. grumpily is going to take her to the kitchen. Thank I'm you. Gonna, I'm going to snatch will... a pillow off the sofa <laughs> and walk after Alarn. It's a very nice pillow. Even you, Andromach, would realize that it's extremely expensive. Was there a blanket or a throw or something that was in the living room that I can take as well to put onto the table? Roll a percentile for me. Over or under, chat. Chat is saying the town's paranoia has gotten to you guys. When do I make you roll initiative against each other? And yes, put her in a glass case on the kitchen table and argue over her like the seven dwarfs. 87. There is a blanket there. Woo! Okay, I'll take the blanket, I'll put it on top of the kitchen table. A comfortable, expensive kitchen table. Can the three of you please roll perception for me? Eight. Eighteen. Three. Three. Lauren, you feel like potentially maybe because, you know, you're assumedly looking anywhere else but like at her body as uh, Kira's arranging the blanket on her and you're pretty sure that even though this blanket is a, a very rich red velvet, there is a spot on it that is like a dark magenta and looks like a stain potentially of blood. Is this the murder blanket, guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Chat. And Lauren, as he is about to lay, the lady let you down, turns back, walks out into the foyer and lies her down in the middle of the foyer instead with no pillow, with nothing. Because now he's... <laughs> no explanation. Women are too demanding. This is it. He is done. You put the woman on the floor. Andrew Mock is just going to very curiously look at Kira. What? What, what, just, what just happened? I, I don't know. We had everything prepared. I'm just going to shrug and sigh and follow because... Yeah. He yeah. can lift her or so. Whatever. And what Andrew Mock is going to do... Like, she's going to take the pillow and she's going to like... You know, when when you see kids drag, like, the, the little teddy bear by the foot, Andromach's going to drag the pillow like that behind her. You guys forest. just have, like, no, no respect I, for her or her belongings. I, uh, wow. No, no, I actually, that's, that's disrespectful. I will see that, and I will look at Andromach and say, this is not your mother's house. This is not the time to be disrespectful. I'm going to take the cushion and then just follow Lauren. Just, please. And I'm going to follow Lauren. Andermach doesn't know what just happened. She just looks in confusion at Kira and Lauren. Because life is just too much here. It is. Like, I feel like... It's the worst town. Bring out everyone's like... <laughs> it's it's that... Treats. It's that paranoia that's building in the background. Zetu vocalizes uh, just a mumble. Oh, the okay. discomfort of lying on the floor. Yes. Probably. Lauren pointedly ignores it because he is done. Andromach, do you have some like smelling salts or something that can help wake her up? Um, mm, uh, I, I, I don't. But I can maybe try something else. I'm going to use a druid craft to create a harmless sensory effect just below her nose that simulates smelling salts. Uh, okay, I thought you were going to slap her, but this is way like, nicer. <laughs> you see her eyelids flicker and she opens them and she looks around and sits up. And then she looks at you, Andromach, for like a second. And she Andromach says... this kind of goofy look on, on her face. And she says, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't realize. And also, um, perhaps changing into someone themselves is is a little off-putting um 
how did I get here? Did you bring the blanket? No, we brought the pillow though. So she says, where, uh, where, where were we? Um, and then she turns to you again, Andromach, and she says, you really shouldn't just, just do that. Anyone could have seen you, although the, the, the curtains were drawn, but you do not want people to know in this town that you're a changeling. I, I realize that, and I assumed that since you brought us to the kitchen, that would be a fairly safe place that you felt secure enough to talk about your husband being a changeling for me to safely transform without being observed. Well, I, I, I do apologize for startling you, though. I didn't think that through. Well, She's um, young. We're really sorry about that. Yes, I mean, I, young. I brought you to the kitchen because I feel uncomfortable in the living room and... And we give Alorna the, the dirtiest look Alora, when she Alora said that. Alorna can't see because he's standing with his back towards the entire group of women with his arms crossed. And if you could see his face, he is pouting like a five-year-old. <laughs> I can imagine that, actually. That's perfect. We're, we were very aware of that, weren't we, Aloran and Mark? We were very aware that the living room was not where you wanted to be. Maybe we can try this again? Yes, well... Um, he, he tried to take you someplace comfortable, but he didn't think that taking you to... Your, uh, it's complicated. Never mind him. He's a, he's a bit eccentric. She looks at all of you and says, um, seems to be a recurring <clears throat> theme with your party. Uh, with um, How are you... Uh, yes. And then she turns to you. Kira, she was looking a bit fuzzy, but now she looks at you quite pointedly and says, how are we going to catch catch the murderer? Aloran did say that the best thing we can do is take you back to Top City and we can probably reconvene over there. If our suspect is known to frequent that place quite often, we may be able to get there before her or at least meet her when we need to. It's Isaiah, isn't it? We don't know. I knew she was was untrustworthy. Anyone who could sell silks at that price, I, I should have known. But how she knew, how she knew he was a changeling, I will will get it out of her when we when we get there. We'll get it out of her. We'll definitely have a plan. She's just dangerous. We need to be careful. She gets up, brushes off her dress, and she goes. As am I. And then she starts to walk off and head up the stairs. And then she comes back and she says, wait here a moment. And then she goes upstairs. Or you could roll insights. I think I'll roll insight because I'm more Perception curious about for the motives. 13. Nat 20. 6. Lauren, you hear some scuffling about upstairs. Doors opening, closing. And Ramach, you realize she is probably packing to get ready to go. She wants to solve this now. Kira, she went upstairs. I'm going to whisper, not shout whisper. I'll try and encourage like, a little bit of a huddle between myself <laughs> and Ramak and try like huddle towards Lauren because he's probably still pouting. Lauren is still pouting. He's not even looking at you. Does not deign to look at any of you. Lauren, are, are you sure we can get there? Like, is it not a far trip? Or Under his you... breath, Lauren mumbles, 
don't people usually take zeppelins up into the sky? It's like you don't even live down here. Lauren would know that you would go to a skyport and you would charter a zeppelin. Most uh, large towns have a like a route, so they have a zeppelin that comes daily or you know every second day, depending on the town. So you would go to a skyport. Leif is big enough to have a skyport, especially if there's so many merchants. It makes sense. Is it safe? Of course it's safe. Alarn is continuing to pound, and under his breath he's going to say, well, it's bloody well safer than being down here where everybody just lies all the time. (sighs) I was going to say, do we have enough funds to procure it? Zeppelin, but I think she is planning on joining us. And Adamok just kind of looks upstairs. She <laughs> should be able to cover uh, any expenses. Ach, Lauren, would you please stop pouting? It's a bad look for you. I'm going to pout harder and I still have my back to them. So they can't see. Like, what look? Because you can't see me. I'm gonna just go like like because I'm I'm fast I guess I'm gonna whir around Lauren and look him in the face and say you need to grow up okay <laughs> this was a good experience for you because now you can learn that people are people and you you're just naive and please be on the same page with us okay just and you're so tall okay stop being so tall too it's annoying it's not bad it's not good for my neck. Aloran is going to turn away from Kira and then pull a raspberry. When Aloran does that, Andromach is just going to ask her, um, how, how old is he again? Not old enough. Not old oh. enough. <laughs> so she's going to come down. She has changed. She's no longer wearing the sort of ball gown. She's wearing riding leathers. Everyone can see that they're extremely expensive. And she has a satchel that she's carrying across her body. And you can see on her hip, she has like a set of three daggers. They do look like they are meant to look ornamental. But Lauren, you, because you deal with weapons, can very specifically see that they're almost meant to look like they are fashion pieces. But they are extremely sharp and well cared for. And are not just for show. He is pressing ignore because actually he cannot stand either of these women that he is in prison company with. Wow. So he's pressing ignore. He's like, well, he's thinking to himself, well, if she wants to get killed, she is very much welcome to it. At least for the next half an hour while I am still pouting. Again, I'm like that Muppet gift. Like, guys, I'm just like... But Lauren is like blowing my mind of savagery. <laughs> You're just like straight up cold, Lauren. But it's fine. I don't know he's going to like. I've had a rough time, okay? <laughs> a rough time. And everybody's telling me I must be understanding about everybody else's feelings. Nobody's understanding about Lauren's feelings. Andromach is going to walk to Lauren, just standing in front of him, not touching, not touching. And uh, she's going to look at Lauren in the, in, the, in the eyes and say, listen, Lauren, I, I don't understand why you are upset. And unless you tell us why you're upset, we won't be able to help you. What's going on? Lauren is going to turn away from Andromach and under his breath he's going to mutter, I don't need your help. <laughs> 
Setu is going to step in. As you look at her now as well, you realize she's obviously wiped her face. She's also pulled her braids back into a ponytail. She's like pulled herself together. So now she looks well outside as well as inside. And she says, you wanted to start this investigation. Well, let's start before the trail goes cold and my husband's... And then she falters at that and she goes, uh, murder was in vain. If we can stop Isaiah from killing anyone else, then then it's worth it. So, and she, oh, let me roll in thought. She's like, and whatever is going on here, save it for the Zeppelin ride. And she's going to open the door and then she's going to turn back to you guys before she like exits. And she says, just ignore what the times people say. I find it best to just ignore them. And she says, are you coming? And she's going to start walking off down the road. See, that's an adult. That's, I, Alara's I going to follow it. her. And walking behind her, he's just going to say, and how do I know that you haven't been compromised by Isaiah as well? Is that what you Who do you say that to? Yes, I'm going to say that to Zetu. Before you even finish the word Isaiah, you feel a very sharp prick near your throat as she's pulled one of the daggers, like almost in the blink of an eye. And she said, if I was compromised and I wanted to kill you, you'd be dead. And then she puts the dagger back. And now upon that closer inspection, you realize that there not only not ornamental daggers, they're actually stilettos hidden with like almost a false top section to make it look like a fat dagger, but they're actually like assassin stilettos. Does Andermach see this? You can all see it. She doesn't hide it. However, as she pulls it back, you can see she does look around. In any case, Lauren thinks that's super sus because now he's like, oh, well, if she has nothing to hide, why is she worried about what the townspeople will think? So he's I, just going to walk ahead. I'm going to turn to Kira and say, I like her. I like her too. She's walking very briskly. Um, it's mm. probably about midday. She stops and then she turns to the three of you and she says, do you have a Zeppelin or how are we getting to Top City I'll look at Lauren like, well, he obviously knows his way around the skyport. Don't you, Lauren? I'm going to turn back and say, please direct us to the skyport at Lake <laughs> so that we may charter a Zeppelin so that we can go to Illoranos. And then he's going to turn away because he's super grumpy. She looks at the three of you and she says, I don't mean to be rude, but do you have funds to pay for the Zeppelin? Lauren is going to say, of course, because he doesn't realize he was robbed. Yeah, he's broken. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say yes, because I remember I still have my, my bounty from before. So I, I'll say yes. And I'll, I'll kind of look towards Andermach and say, if you don't have enough, I'll take care of you. Don't worry. I, I, I don't know how much it costs. So it's extremely pricey. That's generally why people don't travel between Top City and the ground. And some places specifically make it very pricey. That's also why there's no Skyport in Port of the Stars in Affluenza, because it's too pricey and not enough people there could afford it. Kira, you realize you might not have enough? I'm just talking big, guys. I'm okay. talking, talking big. How, how, how much does it cost to go up? on the zip I've never done that before so she looks at you and she says if you charter a private zeppelin anything upwards of 30 gold pieces 
if you charter, <coughs> she raises an eyebrow. She says, if you catch the coach Zeppelin, I believe, 10, I think. You kind of see Andrew Mock relax. I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I think. She says, hold on a moment, and then she rushes off back to her house. Can the three of you please roll perception for me? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to actually do that, because I, I feel like we're just being precise. Uh, 16. 7. Today is not the You day. are not rolling. As an aside, North Star says, the trip up costs 10 gold pieces, but you can get a free trip down if, if you want. <laughs> Easy. Um, <laughs> which, on Astra, uh, just a little known fact about the world that I just made up right now, is not actually a very common it's very rare for people to kill that way because up in Il Urunos they try to keep it classy and murder their people quietly oh, oh lovely yeah. that's I like that. very nice within the law within yeah. the law guys yeah Andromach you hear what you're pretty sure is her saying I can't believe I thought they'd kidnap me where were they going to take me to top <laughs> city in what She's like, what was your plan, guys? Like, you couldn't afford to kidnap me. Because she, why she thought I wanted to kidnap her. She rolled badly on inside that time. Andromach is, like, just going to look a little bewildered when she hears this and, like, turn and look at Kira and just go, like, nah. And go look at Elora and go, like, North Star says yes, and also when people fall off a, a floating city, they tend to scream, which... um a will attract attention and B be a long scream. Um, and that's just awkward for everybody. And then Gary says, poison, the preferred weapon of the rich. Indeed. That's why they yeah. always have such fancy food, because you need fancy food to hide poison in. She is going to come back. She closed the door to her house this time. All three of you roll perception for me. Alorin, you do have advantage. Uh, oh, I have advantage. Oh, good. 13. Okay, that didn't help. I got five still. Fourteen, finally. <laughs> Andromach and Lauren, you notice she is carrying a money purse on her hip as well, near where her bag is. Kira, you would know that anyone sort of with this kind of money, and you've seen it with some customers who come into the guild, and you know that it's built into some bags, that there's extra space, but basically that's their distraction purse. I'll just keep that within, I keep that in my mind. I don't want to make a comment about it because one, we're out in public and two, she's already a bit like wary of us. I don't want to call attention to the fact that I can tell she's loaded. Everybody here is, is, is loaded. They have a skyport in their town. So, I mean, yeah. so she's going to start walking up the road. Lauren is within 10 feet of her. Okay, so not like near enough to have a close. casual convo. I'm going to like walk, like not next to her, but like just slightly behind her. I want I want to walk next to her and um, just to try to give her because I, I want to get a bit of ideas to her situation with her husband and all that stuff. But I don't want to say anything about him, so I'll just say like give her tidbits about what we've learned. Like the let's say like the PG ver- version. So take out the fact that that's my mom and blah blah blah. Let's just say like what's happened with our journey, so she at least can learn more about us and hopefully feel more comfortable with us. She stops and she just hugs you as soon as she hears about Stasi. She just hugs you, and then she says to you, she's like, we will get our vengeance because I don't know, without that, I don't know what else I could do. You can almost feel her body sag and, re- like, relax into you for a moment, mm. 
and you hear that she's on the verge of tears again and then she st- stops hugging you and holds you by the shoulders and she's you know trying to brush off those feelings to get to this and she's like we will ev- avenge our loved ones and then and then we will try and move on and she says i'm, I'm sorry for your loss because like at least i could see like, kind of, like i finally got through to her and uh it was a genuine uh, response so i'll say thank you very much and i i can't imagine how you must feel and then i'll let me can, can i have a handkerchief or something, something you like can this? i'll allow yeah. it thank you i just want to give her a handkerchief and just say like yeah um there's nothing there's nothing weak about wanting to cry she looks at you and she says i'm not sure if you noticed but i had uh, done more than my fair share of crying and and then she looks at the other two nearby and she says if if you three hadn't come along i i might have drowned in in my despair but now now we have a mission and i have something i can do and she's going to call a little bit out to Lauren, but she's very blatantly not trying to like shout. She doesn't want to draw attention to herself. And she's going to say, I think it's best if we, if we all stick together, the town doesn't really like me anymore and trust me. And so if you are traveling with me, it's just best if we walk confidently through town to the skyport and 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 nothing should happen. It would be best if we stuck together, though. And she's going to wait for Lauren to catch up because now uh, you're on the main road heading towards the gates okay. to the Cause estate. Because I, I actually want to do a quick drop by the guild, but can I do like a quick, some way of like doing a message, like a magical message or something like that to the guild master, so we can give him like an update and say we're we're leaving the town, FYI, but we're on the case. Yes, you can absolutely send him a message. And then once you get a message through to him and you um, sent your like first 10 words, he will basically co- collect call you with the guilds, <laughs> a guild messaging system. So you can yes. have like a minute conversation. That's why I love, I love being able to like, you know, travel on the cheap. That's great. He reiterates to you that it's best if you had, uh, that it's good that you called him. Um, but mm-hmm. it's best if you go directly to the Skyport. And if Zetu doesn't want to come back to town, you know, for, for a while, if, he, if she maybe holidays in Il Uranus for a bit, that would probably be best because the town is um, on edge. And as he mentioned earlier, they came with torches. And you can almost hear him spelling it out in your mind. Torches. <laughs> so he's like, if you can convince her to, you know, spend a month or two up there, he will work on the townspeople's fears down here. I'll do what I can, but she's definitely focused on going there. So that's that won't be a problem. Lauren, she is waiting for you to sort of join the huddle so you guys can all walk reasonably close together. So when when I get there, I'm going to put on my helm and shift the weight in my sword and then stand in front of the group um, within five feet of, of everyone and then continue walking. Hey, thank you, Game and Teddy, for the bits for the huddle. Are you guys trying to be stealthy? Are you trying to be like, quick? Never stealthy. 
It's not possible. Loudly. We have resigned ourselves to never be stealthy with Lauren close by. Yeah, I'm just being hyper vigilant and uh, hyper aware of my surroundings in case. And I've got my hands ready for action. But that looks wrong. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of like she's got her hoodie pulled over uh, her head. So she's just kind of following. But, you know, looking inconspicuous between these two is kind of redundant. So she's just going to try and appear normal, I suppose. Yeah. Zetu, on her behalf, is walking with her head held high, but she is walking very briskly. So she's trying to, you know, put forward a portrayal of it doesn't bother her, but she's trying to, you know, make it as minimal as possible. And then Northstar said you need to do a, a Andromach trying to appear normal should necessitate a deception check. Hashtag just saying. <laughs> I completely Thank agree. You. Thank I you. Hold her hood like all the way down here. How is that normal? No Sus. one noticed me. Sus. <laughs> so as you're walking, the guards that were standing at the gate um, obviously hear you coming up, turn, and for a second you see a bit of a shock on their face as they see Zetu is out and about, and then they're going to open the gates, and as you walk past, they're, they're going to say, to Zetu specifically, they're going to say, ma'am, and she's just going to give them a head nod, and then they're going to close the gates, but one of those, as we're closing, we're looking at you like, what is happening? It's going to say, thanks, guys. <laughs> Continues walking. And they're just like, okay. They're not going to say anything. They're just like watching, like, we haven't seen her out of her house for like four days, and all of a sudden she is now leaving with these three strangers. She is going to take you, so from, from the nobles, she's going to walk towards the left, so passing the guild, not passing the other more normal houses or the, like, merchant area. You all do once again realize, especially you, Kira, because you said you're being quite hypervigilant, that the town is very quiet for midday. Very few people are out of their houses. However, anyone who is out and can and notices Zetu, so it's, it's maybe like one or two people on the edges of the merchant area, they immediately start whispering to each other, trying to sneaky, sneaky point and be like, oh, who do you think? They head back into what you imagine is the inn. Atramach is just going to like whisper, not, not very loudly, just so that Lady Zetu can hear it. She, she's gonna just going to whisper, ah, just ignore them. She just nods her head and says, uh, yes, I find it's, it's best to do that with um, people who are... Uh, very ignorant. That's for sure. Uh, and kind then... Like glances at Aloran. <laughs> Ooh, spice! Hang on, did we not already establish these posh folks are hypersensitive to noise pollution? <laughs> We're n- sensitive to murder noise pollution. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Murder noise. Also, Game and Teddy... Oh, thank you for gifting a tier one sub. Okay, Aww. it's time. And to Northstar. Oh, that's so nice. So, thank you, Game of Teddy. Game of Teddy, thank you. That's very, uh, very yeah. sweet of you. And they say it's only because Wednesday joined the huddle. See you, Wednesday. Give and receive. Um, yeah. Also, the shadows just turned into Hotel California. We can check out any time we want, right. but we can never leave. <laughs> Says Northstar. Yep. Okay, you're walking down the road. And it is the end of this week's episode. (laughs) As you see in the distance, 
the skyport. From a distance. There is a skyport. The 13th of December, we are going to be doing an extra special Christmassy themed um, stream with one of our friends from the In Dice We Trust podcast. But we'll let you know, but just save the date. A huge thank you as always to my players who make everything an adventure and to the chat. Thank you as always for being here, for livening up. And yeah, thank you for all the the kind words and the comments and being here and subbing and gifting subs and channel points and just huddle from our places to your places. Thank you, everyone. Um, oh, we're so glad you're here. Um, remember, if you enjoyed this, please do share it with your friends, foes, families, and familiars. And you can catch us on the podcast every Wednesday, here every Tuesday, and on the 13th for a special Sunday uh, Christmas-themed stream. You can follow us on all the socials at Dum Dum Dice, spelled D-U-M-D-U-M-D-I-E. And until then, we hope you have a safe but amazing week filled with adventure.